monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G, and with me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, etc., etc., other titles, blah, 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 the Bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. That was not the best introduction to me, though. I'm sorry. I wasn't uh, impressed. You weren't impressed? Well, what should I have done? Well, not etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm so sorry. This is... <laughs> Miss Diva over here. <laughs> I deserve better. Oh, apparently. Yes. Are you ready for your close-up, Mr. DeVille? Yes. You don't even know what I'm referencing. No. Why you're would I know? You're talking shit as usual. We're only 30 seconds in and already you're full of beans. What are you drinking? Where'd you get red stuff? It's water flavoring. It's water flavored? It's water flavoring. Water tastes like water. What is water flavor? No, it's flavoring for water. So it's flavored water? Yes. <sighs> You add it to your water. Oh, it's like that grown up Kool Aid shit? Yeah. Alright. I have apple juice. <laughs> grown up drink. It's apple juice flavored. <laughs> well, uh, once again, we're, we've are we been off for a couple of weeks. You know, parenthood. Yeah. Son of creature. Being a son of a bitch, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Turns out it changes your life more than we thought. It's not about us anymore. Not about us you anymore. You, dad. Uh, what anyway. about me? I'm not a dad. Okay, yeah, well, you, yeah, even your armpits are shaved tonight. <laughs> she just had lifted them up, and I was checking to see if she was a dad. Anyway, uh, it was your pick this week, uh, mister? <laughs> Why'd you call me mister? I, I don't know. You picked a 1960 <laughs> film directed by Michael Powell. Called I, Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. Yes, this is indeed. a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a really long time. Shut up, and we'll talk about it after the trailer. <sighs> We've done this 54 times. Have you not figured out how this works yet? No, just go. <laughs> Look out. Look out! Look out! Take care. You are being watched. We repeat, take care, for you are now alone with a killer. We warn you, don't let him see the fear in your eyes. For this is what he seeks, and this is why he kills. Where are you? Where are you? out for Carl Byrne as the peeping Tom. Fear him, but pity him also. <laughs> it's so good. Watch out for Moira Shearer as the lovely stand-in who innocently dances into danger. Imagine someone coming towards you who wants to kill you. Regardless consequences. A madman? Yes. Wait! Mark! Anna Massey is the girl who falls victim to the charms of a lonely stranger upstairs. Switch it off, Mark! Mark, switch it off! Maxine Audley as the blind woman who senses the danger that threatens her and her daughter. But he's helpless. Don't be frightened. Not frightened. Hot. So put that camera away! There is no future for anyone who tries to befriend him. 
He invades the privacy of innocent people till the piercing eyes of his camera meet the terrified eyes of his victims. And with a compulsion akin to madness, he shoots the final fearful scene. Okay, now, please, feel free to give us all the background you could ever want. I'm sure everyone is dying to hear it. What? You made me shy. <laughs> okay. Peeping Tom, what about it? Okay, this is a movie I wanted to see a long time ago, because you had started it, and I came in for halfway, maybe, and... You're like a child who wanders into <laughs> the middle of a movie and wants to find it out... It was back when I was not, like... I was, yeah, I was against older movies, so... On principle, I was not wanting to like this movie, but the parts that I saw with you really intrigued me, and then I got too tired and went to bed. So I've always wanted to watch this movie with you since then, and now I finally got to. That was probably like two years ago. Uh, yeah, probably. The first time I saw it was a couple of years ago. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so this was a 1960 film directed by the great Michael Powell, and it sadly basically ended his career because after this and after the brutal reception it received... Uh, he was not able to get any more films made, despite uh, having been one of the most successful and lucrative filmmakers of the past 30 years in Britain. Probably one of the most, if not the most famous British filmmaker next to uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Was it just because it was so, dis- they thought it was disturbing? Or? It was disgusting. Disgusting. Well, I mean, really, the whole film, in a lot of ways, deals a lot with British sexual repression. Oh. Like, it's a very British film, obviously, and it deals a lot with, like, the sexual politics of, of England at the time and how ridiculously repressed they are. So it was seen as obscene and disgusting. And See, I didn't know that background. That makes it more interesting. Yeah. Because just as a film and coming with my little knowledge of the world. Very little. <laughs> um, it really re- spoke to what I had studied at ACAD about voyeurism and well, yeah, keeping I mean, yes, It's also very much about voyeurism. Yeah. That's what I got from it. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. It's very, very much about voyeurism and, like, and, and whatnot. people's appeal to just be on the outside of something mm-hmm. and looking in. Well, one of the things that I think is so successful... Well, first, let's talk, let me just explain quickly what it's about. Oh, right. The film is a, it's a movie about a serial killer. Uh, and what, uniquely, we know who the serial killer is from the beginning. He is also our hero, uh, the protagonist of the film, and... Is possibly the most sympathetic. I was I was gonna say he's very you feel very sorry for him for his upbringing. You learn about his childhood. Carl Bowen plays him extremely sympathetic. It was almost like he didn't have a choice. Well, yeah, and that's one of the other things that this film I think is incredibly complex psychologically speaking. I mean, there's all about on the surface all about the relationship. Uh, you know, between the main character and his father and the main character and his victims. So, like, they have a very... Uh, it's very much the same relationship. He he sort of recreates the, the fucked up relationship he had with his father and his victims. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, it's also a lot about... I think it also ties in a lot more, like films like Vertigo and, thing, and Rear Window, in putting the audience in the position of voyeur, in the exploration of, of the voyeurism that is inherent in watching a film. Yeah. Especially when many, all of the murders, in fact, are seen 
first person from the killer's perspective with well, the camera. I think it makes you self-aware that you are being the voyeur as well. Well, very much so, yeah. Yeah, and Vertigo and um, Rear Vertigo, Window do Rear that Window, as well. Blue Velvet, all those kind of films, I think, mm-hmm. really uh, all go nicely along in here. Martin Scorsese actually said that, um, who, who is probably the biggest Michael Powell fan in the universe, has says that along with the movie Eight and a Half by Federico Fellini, these two films contain everything that can be said about directing. Directing films. Eight and a half in this one? Yeah. This is, from studying them, you can discover everything about people who make films, or at least people who express themselves through films. Well, I really liked when you are, are seeing um, the, the killing and stalking from his perspective, because he's filming it, so you're seeing it through his lens. Mm-hmm. It's got the cross... Um, hairs almost yeah. it's broken into four squares but it looks like the crosshairs of oh, a gun yeah. totally yeah yeah I mean so you can see when, when you when you someone points it out yeah you can see it's all about the anxiety of sexual repression in British in Britain uh, as Wikipedia words it a patriarchal obsession so an obsession with his father and his relationship with his father and all about voyeurism and voyeuristic pleasure and, and the pleasure derived from perverse violence and one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he becomes friends with the girl who lives downstairs from him, and he lets starts letting her into his world a little bit, and he shows her the film of him as a child and his dad filming him as a as a child sleeping with the light in his eyes, and that was just done really mm-hmm. well. I really liked that old footage. One of the best things, I think, is the twist at the end. Not even a twist, but the revelation at the end of what the light is. Because that's one of the things that's consistent throughout the film is you see this weird light on all the victims' faces. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's revealed to be a mirror attached to his camera so the victim has to look at their own terror as they die. Which is kind of fucked up, but also pretty cool. There's very... Yeah. like. There's very I love horror movies, but there's very few that stick with me for days afterwards. Either mm-hmm. some do because they're disturbing, or because they have a lot to say. And this one stuck with me because yeah. it has a lot to say. I, yeah, I mean, as you know, I, I love horror more than any genre, but there are probably fewer really psychologically complex horror films because yeah. horror is such a visceral, fun genre that quite often the surface level is all you get. Yeah, and this movie surface level is cool, but it's so much more interesting. But there's the like a handful level. of horror movies that have stuck with oh, of me. Course, there's lots. There's dozens, mm-hmm. probably hundreds. And like just the ones we already mentioned, even though I wouldn't count Rear Window as Vertigo as horror necessarily, but Blue Velvet I definitely would call a horror movie. And it's I think this movie and Blue Velvet would be like the best double feature ever. And when I first watched um, American Psycho, that one stuck with me for a few days afterwards. Yeah, but it doesn't have any thematic similarities like this one in Blue Velvet. No, I'm just saying for me personally, my story of my life. I remember that one stuck with me just because I found it annoying, but I haven't seen it since I was like 13. It was very disturbing. That's why it stuck with me. I found like parts of it cool, like the scene with the Huey Lewis in the news I thought was cool. But we're not talking about that movie today. No. Um, Um, But yeah, so overall, I, I, I already loved this film going into it. Uh, it sounds to me like you loved it as well. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah, did. I think it's a really, really good film. My favorite sequence in the movie is the the sequence where he's setting up this elaborate staged murder for he's going to murder Moira Shearer, this dancer, uh, and who actually was not really an actress. She was actually a professional dancer who had been in an earlier Michael Tall film, The Red Shoe, which is one of the greatest oh, she films was in ever that movie? made. She was the dancer. She's the main oh. character. One of the greatest films ever made about artistic pursuit ever, like an obsession with art. It, it's, it's a spectacular movie, and it has the best dance sequence ever filmed. Uh, but anyway, she has a dance sequence in this one, which is, 
I, it in some way has to be like cheekily referring back to their earlier work. Probably. And then he murders her and it's fucking kick ass. But that one had a lot, it was good, it had a lot of build up to the mm-hmm. murder. It's great because like the whole time you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, the suspense and the music is not suspenseful, the lighting isn't suspenseful, but the menace kind of slowly grows until the very last second when she, by the time she realizes what's happening, it's far too late. That one is good too because the music builds with it while she's dancing. Yeah, but it's not horror music. No, nope. it's just like it's really. But the music good. does build yeah. towards that impending yeah. doom. Like, it's a pretty fucking good movie. And yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone and everyone. Yeah, it, I really liked it. I really liked Tom, <laughs> the peeping Tom. Mark Tom, Lewis. Mark. His character is name is Mark Lewis, and he's played by Carl Bowen. He was, was great in it, and I, he was very sympathetic. Like I said, he he didn't have a choice, almost. Yeah, and one of my favorite parts was the whole, like, when he refuses, he doesn't want Helen to let him see that she's afraid. He can't, because then he won't be able to control himself. Yeah. I thought that was a neat touch. Anyway, so, the, yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say. About I mean, I think you gotta see it. Well, Helen, he said her name was mm-hmm. the girl from next door, or from downstairs, um, I think I kind of related to her because she sees the, even though she knew found out what Mark was she still saw the good in him yeah she saw him more as a victim yeah and I mean I suppose you could argue that he is ultimately if anything the film is is extremely sympathetic to him and you almost forget like, yeah remember this guy is a fucking sadistic sexual predator murderer but yeah. <laughs> still he's a very heartwarming charming sadistic sexual predator murderer yeah <laughs> that's cool um out of 10? Out of 10? Oh, well, I, I've seen this before. It's a 10 for me. 10 for me. Wow, look at that. It's pretty impressive. You're on the, you were on the right this time. Oh, <sighs> rude. So, um, I went ahead and did a whole bunch of research, because I was going to do, rather than a game, I was going to uh, just pull some interesting facts, and then I realized, basically I researched a bunch of films that have been banned, for whatever reason, in different countries. Was this film banned? Well, this is what I'm getting to. I did all this research and then remembered, finally remembered at the last minute, this film was never banned. It was just, like, poorly received. It was hard to see for a long time because it had been so poorly received and and, uh, reviled in the UK that you couldn't see it for years, right? Because it was morally objectionable. But it was never actually banned. Oh. So I did all this research on banned movies, even though this movie was never banned. But it's the kind of movie... That could have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear your facts. So, yeah, I pulled out a bunch of movies that I just thought you'd find entertaining to hear about some of these films and why and where they were banned. Sure. So the first one is Duck Soup. Uh, Duck Soup is a, <laughs> it's a Marx Brothers movie that you've seen me watch before. A Marx Brothers movie. It's the one that I, the one that I watched um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Remember where they go to war? Uh, with an line called Fredonia. Sure. Groucho plays like the fictional president of this weird country. This movie was banned? It was a comedy and it was banned in Italy by Benito Mussolini. Mussolini was the leader of, was the fascist dictator in Italy during World War II. Okay. So I think it was banned, I mean, presumably because it's it's lampooning and, and satirizing fascist dictatorships and how fucking stupid countries are in wars. So, but it's just funny to see like a comedy by the Marx Brothers from the 30s was banned in Italy. That's funny. Yeah, it's a great movie too. It's fucking so funny. Uh, the next one I pulled was a movie called Victim, which I've never seen, but it's this British drama uh, that was banned in America. But the reason it was banned is extremely ridiculous and interesting to me. It was banned for language, but specifically the language it was banned for was the use of the word homosexual. 
It was one of the first films ever to deal with homosexuality as a plot point and as its characters and not be completely over the top. In retro, when you look at it now, it's very dated in how it's presented, but the characters are gay and they use the word homosexual and it was banned because of that. And they were just referring to homosexuals. Yeah, the characters it. were homosexuals in it, but yeah, they're referring to the fact that they were gay and it was banned for that. In 1961. Really? Yeah, in America, yeah. In that America, that's... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. So I mostly... I didn't pull very many horror ones just because it's fairly obvious that the a same lot of horror, horror. Not a lot, actually, but the same ones again and again. Like, The Last House on the Left has been banned in a bunch of countries. In fact, it was never released uncut in the UK until 2008. Really? Yeah. Uh, the Evil Dead, the first one, wasn't released uncut in the UK until, I think, 2010. Um, weirdly enough, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was one of the ones that everyone points to, was never banned in the UK. Even though it was often used... They had this whole list of movies called the Video Nasties in the UK that were just banned horror movies. And some of them are banned probably more because of their titles or because of their box art than the actual movies themselves. You know, I'm reading a book about the making of Texas Chainsaw right now, and they actually refer to the fact that a lot of people um, were surprised that it wasn't banned, that... I, that it was so gruesome and so brutal. But if you go back and watch it, they don't really even show the kills. There's no blood. There's no blood, there's yeah, no blood the in this movie. movie ever, but right? it is so psychological mm-hmm. that you just believe it's there. Yeah. Uh, here's some other ones. Monty Python's Life of Brian was banned in Norway, Ireland, and South Africa because it was deemed blasphemous. Not surprised. Those are the ones that drive me nuts. Whenever someone bans a movie for being blasphemous, I'm just like, oh. I'm surprised that they would ban Life of Brian. Anybody who's ever seen it cannot be offended by it. But you you know religious people have their heads so far up their ass. They get... Oh, now you're the one being offensive. They get their panties in a twist or whatever. If I was saying this shit, you would be jumping on... Oh. <laughs> the cutest podcaster in town. Can I guess say whatever the fuck she wants? <laughs> anyway, so you're right. I wasn't shocked by that one either, but it was still just funny. This one makes me laugh hysterically. The Hunger Games was banned in Vietnam. Due to extreme violence and killing. Now, I saw that movie. It's extremely boring. It's a kid's movie. And I thought movie. I might die of boredom. But I don't remember there being anything extremely violent in it. it maybe kid. I'm desensitive. It's it a, a kid's kid. movie. I wouldn't show it to a kid. I'd show it to like a 12-year-old, maybe. That's a kid. I think of kids' movies as like Elmo and Grouchland. That's a baby movie. You're right. getting things mixed well, up. Yeah, but The Hunger Games banned in Vietnam. <laughs> Next. Zack and Miriam Make a Porno was banned in Thailand. And the reason it's banned is because the characters showing how to make their own pornographic video and the fear was that teens would try to mimic what they saw. So apparently the people in Thailand thought if teenagers saw a goofy movie about making a goofy <laughs> porno, they'd be like, hey, we could do that too. So it was banned in Thailand. That's really funny. Yeah, that one surprised me. This one surprised me so much and I laughed out loud at work. Zoolander was banned in Malaysia. Now, if you'll recall, Zoolander in the film, Derek Zoolander visits Malaysia, which is shown as impoverished and dependent on sweatshops. But uh, so they deemed it, def- you know, definitely unsuitable because of the way Malaysia was portrayed. But one of the main plot points, remember, is that they're trying to murder the Malaysian prime minister, and Zoolander and his friends are trying to save him. Like murder, they oh, kill yeah. the Malaysian prime minister. I just love the idea that Zoolander is banned in Malaysia. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. All right. This one's amazing. All right. Liar, Liar, the Jim Carrey movie, banned in Iran. The reason it's banned is that it shows adultery being legal. Because the woman wins her court case, even though she cheated on her husband. So it shows that, it it explicitly shows adultery is legal, which it is not in Iran, and so the film is banned. 
the Jim Carrey movie where he makes the fucking water jug talk, remember? In the outtakes? Yeah. That's fucking funny. Because Jennifer Tilly cheated on her movie husband. That's the reason it was banned? See, I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised that Zack and Mary was banned somewhere, but the reason it's banned, I guess, is silly. The yeah. liar's even dumber. Yeah. Okay, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. What? Banned in China. In China. Now, apparently it was banned. If you'll recall Pirates of the Caribbean 3, Chow Yun-Fat plays a pirate from Singapore named Sao Feng. And uh, in the main, in the film, he's on screen for about 20 minutes. In China, it was banned until they uh, released a version that cut 10 minutes, I think, containing that character. Because uh, they seemed to think that the character offered a negative and stereotypical portrayal of the Chinese people. I don't remember that character. I don't no. remember that movie at all. I don't remember either. Apparently it wasn't very memorable. Alright, get ready for what might be my favorite one on the list. Okay. The Simpsons movie. <laughs> Banned in Burma because the skin color of the characters is yellow. <laughs> what? <laughs> so is the TV show banned there yeah. too? Yeah. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> the character's skin is yellow so the movie is banned. My god. That's so yeah. funny. And it's not like Asian stereotype yellow. It's bright yellow. That's so, so funny. Alright. That's a great movie. I That's like my go-to sick day movie. That's a great movie. Uh, now, the TV show and the movie South Park, Bigger, Longer, yeah. Uncut, are banned in Iraq. Okay. For obvious reasons. Yes. Because Saddam Hussein has sex with the devil <laughs> in that movie. I don't know if it's still banned. It was when Saddam Hussein was still in power. Yes. Now, however, the show and the movie are also banned in Sri Lanka because in one episode of the TV show, it shows the Buddha snorting cocaine. Yeah. Really? There's a bunch of countries that have banned South Park because of its insensitivity towards whatever predominant religion they have in their country. I know, but South Park does everything. Everything. I, I know. I nothing agree. is off limits. Nothing should be banned anywhere ever for any reason, movie-wise. And even a piece of art should be banned. If it's shitty, just don't watch it. Uh, okay, this is another good one. Up in Smoke, the Cheech and Chong movie, is banned in South Africa because there's a fear that if the teenagers see it, they might start smoking dope. Because Lord knows teenagers won't start smoking weed otherwise, right? Yep. They have to see Cheech and Chong do it before they think, hey, maybe we should smoke some weed. Cheech and Chong is the leader of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two more. One, Nosferatu. We just watched Nosferatu, the silent film. Yes. It's banned in Turkey. Still? Due to extreme... Until 2006, I think it was banned. Mm. It's not anymore. But it was banned in Turkey due to extreme blood and gore. Yeah, I know. There's no blood. I know. It's, I, I watched the same movie. I, I read that and I went, what? There's no blood and gore in Nosferatu. That's, the fuck are they talking about? That's funny. Maybe the, maybe the remake, but that one... And that was also banned. But it also was... The original was also banned. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why. Hmm. And the last one... This one's in Canada's cool. In Canada, where it's there is no like governing uh, national body for film ratings. Okay. So that's why a movie. I mean, they're always rated the same thing. But a movie could be rated PG in British Columbia. That could be rated R in New Brunswick. It almost never is. They're almost always the same. But each province has its own rating. Right. So as a result, each province has its own things that it can ban. Oh. Now, uh, very few films have been banned in most provinces. However. I did find it amusing, and they, I couldn't find a reason why other than they thought it was offensive. New Brunswick banned Blue Velvet. Really? Yeah. New Brunswick was not a fan of Blue Velvet. <laughs> they watched it and were like, they no one nah. needs to see this. Fuck you, it's such a good movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Anyway, yeah, so those are some uh, famously banned films, uh, which Peeping Tom is not. <laughs> Peeping Tom yeah, is so accepted. Really, it's not in any way related <laughs> to this. 
Uh, I'm just stupid. Anyway, and I wasted everyone's time. I'm, I was really happy to watch this movie Me with too. you. Well, that means that next week is my pick. Yeah. And we're going to go closer to now. Although, I, twice in a row I've picked new movies. But Are we for anniversaries yet? I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to watch a movie from Ireland from 2013 called In Fear, directed by Jeremy Lovering. Uh, and it's uh, about a young couple terrorized by an unknown assailant. Apparently, it looks like the whole movie takes place like in their car on these back scary back roads lost in the forest. Ooh. It, sound, it looks fucking terrifying. I've been wanting to see it for a while. So, uh, yeah, we're going to watch In Fear. So be back next week or perhaps, you know, <laughs> as soon as we whenever can. we can get to it. We're going to watch In Fear. And uh, you're going to come back and listen to us talk about it after you watched it, too. So, until that time, until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scared now. Kissy, kissy. Let's go watch Cheech and Chong get high. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?